Hello and welcome to our viewers on cruxinvestor.com and also to our listeners on Cruxcast, our new podcast series. We're here today with Fortune Mojapello, who's the CEO of Bushfeld Minerals. Hello Fortune, how are you? Hello. Good to have you in London. Yeah, thank you. Good to uh, be here. What are you over here for? Well, we just released our uh, annual results. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we are here on a talk to a few of our shareholders and investors. Yeah. Yeah. So you're aim, aim listed, obviously. So uh, a few institutional shareholders here. We do, yeah. I've uh, been listed on AIM since 2012. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been an interesting ride since. Yes, but it has. Well, why don't we start off for some of the people new to this story, uh, certainly our viewers and subscribers. Give us a two-minute overview of the business. Don't have to get into too much detail. We're going yeah. to get stuck into some questions. Yes. Well, what, what we are, we're a vanadium-focused company. Vanadium is the commodity we focused on. Mm -hmm. And uh, our, our vision, our ambition is to build it into a, you know, one of the most significant lowest cost and vertically integrated vanadium company. A bit of a mouthful, but um, basically what it means is, you know, we want to combine our large primary vanadium resource base, which is high grade, mm. uh, open cast uh, resource base across three deposits. The largest primary vanadium resource base of anybody in the world, uh, combined with a processing infrastructure that allows us to process this vanadium into final products. And uh, that processing infrastructure is centered around two key primary plants that we have in South Africa. Mm -hmm. The Vametco plant, which we acquired last uh, in 2017, mm -hmm. um, and uh, Vancam, which we recently announced. Um, <clears throat> so that gives us a platform to produce low-cost vanadium uh, at large scale. And um, the integrated piece of the business is how we take that vanadium further downstream into the energy storage market, where we essentially, you know, plan on being one of the largest, one of the more significant uh, energy storage companies through vanadium redox flow batteries. Okay, we're going to get onto that because that, that's that's interesting to me. In terms yes. of that process. So, the vanadium spot price, if you look at it, it's. It's all over the place. It's kind of, it's kind of cra yeah. it's a crazy ride. Yes. Right. So, w why don't you tell people a little bit about where vanadium sits in the market? What were its uses and its applications? First of all. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a very volatile commodity. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you look at its price profile, it's quite interesting to see. It can put some people off, but mm -hmm. we think that uh, in any commodity, your number one goal should be looking for that project mm -hmm. uh, or that production base that that is cheap low cost if you're yep. the lowest cost producer you won't have much to worry about the volatility in the price you've, you've got some margin there and i know you're one of the lowest well, lowest quartile producers of vanadium but even so yeah. that in terms of predictability and yeah. being able to plan ahead yes must be difficult um again i mean it depends right how you structure your business so for example if you structure your business with a lot of debt mm. um which is predicated on vanadium coming in at a certain price then yeah. you've got a problem right if the vanadium yeah, price doesn't realize sure. there but i i think if you've got a if you have a a, a low-cost producer um and you've got a good capital structure mm. You, you, you should be okay, right? We all want a stable vanadium price, make no mistake about it. Um, 
but we think the first first thing is 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 make sure you're a low cost producer. Um, and for us, it's is one of our key pillars in the projects that we get involved in. Um, <clears throat> overall, though, we think that as a commodity, the Vanadium market's outlook is actually very good. Um, well, this is coming. This has come on to your uh, re- reflux battery component. I'm, I'm guessing, but. Even no. before that. Even before that. Okay. Even before well, that. Ta- so just quickly, just um, describe vanadium uses today, yes. and then get on to what what it, what they could be. So about ninety percent of the world's vanadium today is used in steel making. Eight point two percent of vanadium to turn us to double its its mm. strength, right? And so it's used in construction steel. Whenever you're building infrastructure, you need you know tensile strength in the re- steel and the rebar. Uh, so in rebar, yeah. um, and uh, so that's been the traditional kind of space mm-hmm. for uh, vanadium applications. Um, and I should add that you know even if that was all that there was to vanadium consumption, you know that's been the bedrock for a century plus, and we think will continue to be mm. given. It's, its unique place in that space. Um, in, in countries like China, where you've got regulations that are being uh, put in place to regulate uh, you know, the types of rebar that is produced, you know, so China is moving away from low quality grade two rebar towards yeah. grade three, grade four rebars. And that, I mean, China resetting its, the, 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 the quality of the rebar did yeah. have an impact on the vanadium price. Yes, right, yes. and therefore knock-on effect with you guys, I guess. I mean, so was was that a big impact on you? It, it has an impact on vanadium. I think the new standard in China. It's estimated that if if and when fully implemented, mm-hmm. just to meet that standard, it should raise the demand for vanadium in China domestically by as much as thirty percent. Now, given that China accounts for about fifty percent of global vanadium consumption, so technically fifteen percent uplift in the in the demand. Mm-hmm. Um, that that impact hasn't really come through yet, uh, because we believe that the enforcement of that standard hasn't been uh, hasn't been strong uh, yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we believe that there will be the government will start to implement the inspections, and that in the second half of this year we'll see we'll see the enforcement of that standard uh, increase, and yeah. therefore that demand upside will start to to to, to come through. Uh, from there on, um, and that's of course just one part of that demand yep. story. Right? There is the redox flow batteries you Please. talked about earlier on, um, and timing couldn't be better um, in terms of what's going on in the world around uh, our energy, electricity generation, uh, the push for cleaner energy, mm-hmm. um, etc. So the the use of vanadium in in, in energy storage, we think is going to substantially increase the demand profile of vanadium through right. these batteries called vanadium redox flow batteries. So let's come on to that in a minute because yeah. yeah. technically I want to understand that a bit. But I want to okay. want to stay stay with you. What you what you've been doing since you? How long have you been with the company now? Um, I founded the company right. together with partners. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. So which 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 stretches back to two thousand and. Eight. Uh, we, right. yes, we listed in 2012 in uh, you said, sorry. Uh, on AIM, but we started essentially Bushwell Minerals as a early stage exploration projects, which we were developing uh, from as early as 2000. Fantastic. So yeah. if, if you take, you've, you've gone from junior explorer into production, and if you're number one in the world at anything, it suggests you're quite good. So 
you know, you've obviously done quite well in terms of establishing yourself. So tell us about that journey. It's, um, it's, it's been an interesting journey. I think uh, we, I would say we started our, our journey in the junior space at an interesting time because that was about the time that the global financial crisis was setting in. Yeah. And as you know, when, when that happened, risk capital becomes scarce because people are, are mm -hmm. less willing to take uh, big risks. And the casualty of that is actually endeavors such as junior mining and exploration. Um, <clears throat> I are partnered with uh, uh, three individuals in South Africa, uh, two twins, uh, identical twins, uh, both professors of geology, uh, mm -hmm. Maurice and Richard Fillion, and uh, uh, Anthony Fillion was Richard's son. And, and essentially we started life with a view mm -hmm. that, you know, these two gentlemen are doyens of geology in, in Africa. They mm -hmm. know the Bushford complex inside out. Mm -hmm. They've advised many people to find mm -hmm. new deposits. You know, let's create a, a business where we leverage that IP and we, do, mm -hmm. we build projects. And that's how we started life. And we started looking for exploration projects that right. we can build up. Yeah. And, and our journey, our journey grew from there. Are you a geologist? I'm not a geologist. What are you? No. I, I studied actuarial science, and okay. I worked in strategy consulting for a little bit. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Okay, yeah. so you started then. Obviously, that's all about you know equity, raising raising equity to be able to you know do what no, you needed I, to do. Look, when we started, my interest was to to do principal investments. I was looking for opportunities mm -hmm. in Africa where there is scope for scale growth. Mm. Um, and I'll be honest with you, a year before that, I didn't know about anything called junior mining right. at all uh, until until I met with uh, uh, with uh, with the Philians. And uh, you know, I think you know from there on we gelled and uh, we started funding projects. We started developing the projects, mm. and uh, we we're fortunate to get backers who backed us early. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, one project led to another project. Mm. And uh, until we got uh, Bushville Minerals listed in 2012 on A. It's, a, it's a kind of interesting when, it, when we talk to a lot of CEOs, you know, it's, it's not all plain sailing. It's not smooth, no, it never is. smooth line. So what, what are the important things for you? Given some, you, you, you weren't into junior mining or when you first started, you know, what are the things which stand out for you as moments where there's a significant change in your understanding or in, indeed the business? You're always learning as you go, um, and I think for me, a starting point was that when you are working with a technical team in a technical field mm. uh, that is exceptional, that is distinguished, who know what they're talking about, it's a good starting point. Mm. Um, you know, they will tell you that everything starts with geology and mining, and I tend to agree with them. Mm. Um, and then the second thing is that. Um, you know, your early deals, and there's a general thing, your early deals are always going to be the most expensive, mm. but what's more important is proving yourself and making money for your investors that mm -hmm. give you capital to do what mm -hmm. you want to do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, with time, as you develop and as you prove successful, you know, you, 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 you then can get a bit more leverage in your conversations with investors. So our very first project was an expensive project from a financing point of view, I yeah. can tell you now. Um, but it ga it gave us a platform to develop yeah. more. And that's how we've uh, developed ourselves, yeah. Right. Even after we listed, um, you know, we faced what every junior company faced. It was hard to raise money. We had projects that we were comfortable with, that they're solid projects. Mm. 
um, and uh, we had a, a guiding philosophy which we we believed in, uh, which I think has stood us very well. Um, and um, you know, we were fortunate that we had good 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 projects. And from about twenty thirteen, you know, after seeing our share price come down, our market yeah. come come down since yeah. listing, we did what I think was pivotal, which is we decided to focus on vanadium as a commodity mm. um, and it is really there that I think our 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 our, our uh, inflection point uh, started. Uh, we're still very small mm-hmm. um, but we got our our scoping study on our flagship project that we had done quickly. We did our pre-feasibility study and we developed a conviction about this market mm that we've carried since then and uh, we believe it's a market that is really for us to participate in. So, but you've got, what, how much of the vanadium market? You're world number one, right? Uh, in, in we're the largest in terms of the resource space. In terms of the resource uh, space? In terms of the resource space. In terms of production? We, in terms of production, we're not the largest producer okay. now. Um, there is at least two primary producers mm-hmm. that produce more than we do. Um, Lago Resources and Glencos Rovan Operation mm-hmm. in uh, South Africa, but after the acquisition that we did, that we just announced of Vancam, yeah. between Vancam and Vimetco, from a, just a potential point of view, we have the capacity to become the largest primary producer, yes. Right, okay, so what are you supplying in terms of the world production? At the Currently moment? just under 3%. Just under 3%, market, okay, yeah. and after? Well, when, we, when, we, when we've gone through the refurbishment of Vancam and we've got Vimetco operating at full capacity, we're targeting just about ten percent of the global market. Okay. Okay. So, so significant. Um, just explain to me, Bushveld Minerals, Bushveld Vanadium, Bushveld Energy. Are those eventually going to be three different companies, or there's just brands within? Bushveld Minerals is the is the is the listed yeah. holding company. Underneath that, we got we got Bushveld Vanadium, which yeah. is essentially houses our mining and processing assets. Right. So it's it's the resource platform. Right. right. Mine it as cheaply as possible yeah. and process it and produce vanadium yeah. units. Bushville Energy says, let's take it a step further and, uh, and and take a, a position in the energy storage market. Okay. okay. So yeah. you, I, just, no, I just wanted if that gives us a clue or a sort of sense of where you want to, to go. Because if you're creating those brands okay. now, will there be separate entities at some point? I think you want to always retain flexibility around that. So we structure our companies always in a view, in a mm-hmm. way that allows us that flexibility. Uh, is it is it is it foreseeable that Bushford Energy could be a standalone company in the future? It's possible. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not something that I said we're definitely going to do. The reason we created it that way, however, mm-hmm. is that it is focused on a specific sector, which is the energy market, mm-hmm. the energy storage market, to Doesn't- be specific. Um, if, for example, we wanted to attract investors that mm-hmm. are particularly interested in the energy market only, yeah. we have the ability to do that through Bushfield Energy. Right. Um, so we like the flexibility. But right now, it's, a, it's the same P&L? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Different team? Same team? It's a different uh, skill set, yeah. that's for sure. A different skill set. So if you look at the Bushfield Energy team, it's headed up by Mikhail Nikomarov, who's... who's, who's got extensive experience in the energy markets mm-hmm. um, and his team includes people being involved in energy 
project development. Right. Uh, so it, it is, you're right, a very specific skill set that is required there. And there's energy and there's energy. So again, we probably probably come on to a bit, but just finish off with the re- recent acquisition, because I want to sort of park the vanadium component, which because I know you've, you've told that story very well around London and, and, and elsewhere. Yeah. Recent acquisition, why did you do it? What's your thinking and what, 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 are, you, what are you trying to fix? So our strategy that we've spelled out are the, the best route to developing our, our projects mm. is through targeting brownfield assets. In fact, if I step back, mm. I mentioned earlier on that there, there's a, a guiding philosophy to our projects. It talks about four key elements. Yeah. You want a commodity that has got sound fundamentals and good outlook from a price point of view. Mm-hmm. Two, you want a project whose cost proposition will put you in the first or second quartile of the cost curve. Mm-hmm. Three, you want uh, to have projects that you can reasonably bring into production uh, in, uh, in, in, you know, in a foreseeable future without requiring massive capex. Yeah. And, and, and then the fourth one is you want scalability. Or at least cheap or, or non <coughs> yeah. capex, right. Um, because if you yeah. need billions of dollars, where are you going to raise yeah. the money, right? Yeah. Especially if you're a junior. Mm. And then fourth point is you want scalability. Vanadium ticks all of those boxes for us in South Africa. Mm-hmm. It's a commodity with good fundamentals, as we talked about earlier mm-hmm. on, from a demand side, from a supply side. It, you know, in South Africa, we're really well located there. Um, well, you are, but you know, again, there's perception of the market in terms of country risk. You know, because there have been problems at various points. I, 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 can, I can come to Tell that, but, that. Yeah. but 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 you know, if if I may, for a second. I think you know you got a commodity whose supply outlook is concentrated mm-hmm. mainly between three countries: China, mm-hmm. South Africa, and Russia. Mm-hmm. With South Africa having the largest high-grade primary resources, we always say if you want high-grade vanadium resources, you're going to have to come to South Africa uh, because that's where we've got the combination of scale and grade. Um, <clears throat> but also the the distribution of of vanadium resources globally, and the distribution of the production of vanadium. Yeah. It's such that, in our view, if you look forward to say, where does new supply come, come from? Yeah. If you don't have grade that allow you to build a primary plant like we have in South Africa, yeah. you have to build a steel plant, which requires yeah. billions of dollars, yeah. Yeah. which is why you see most of the production in China and Russia being of that nature, co-production steel plants, which are expensive to build. New supply, in our view, is not going to be dominated by the steel plants uh, or big iron plants. It's got to come from primary producers. But if you're going to do primary production, you've got to find grade. And yep. we say grade is going to come. Always. I think that's true of a lot of commodities. I, I agree with you. And so just very quickly, you're selling most of your product to where? Uh, 50 plus percent of our production goes to the US. Goes to the US. Yes. Okay. But, but it's, it's predominantly still uh, the steel sector at the moment. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so Matthew, you, you, we were talking about what this philosophy and how we go to brownfields. Yeah. Um, so when, when we focused on vanadium and with our project in Mokupane, we did a scoping study, we did a pre-feasibility study. Mm. What that showed us, we had a project that required $300 million. It was a high-grade vanadium resource, $300 million capex to build, mine and plant. Mm-hmm. Gives you a good IRR of 25%, assuming a vanadium price of call it $33 per kilogram V. Nice project, right? And what's it been averaging the last five years? Uh, look, I mean, vanadium prices have gone as low as $13.50. Yeah, no, it's but gone as average. high as $127. Yeah, yeah, so I couldn't tell you exactly what the average is, but I'll tell you that it, at, 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 it's about that. At, at, at $33, yeah. 
uh, we're comfortable we have a project that is okay. good, right? But the point I'm highlighting here is that you're a 20 million dollar market cap company or 20 million pound mm-hmm. market company. How are you going to raise 300 million dollars, mm-hmm. right? Even though with a project that is solid, it is at that point for us where the epiphany of Brownfields hit, which is right. if I can find existing facilities yeah. that I can convert into primary production for vanadium mm. that are cheap and I can do it cheaply, then fantastic. And then South Africa is unique in some respects in terms of vanadium because historically a lot of our industry was built on a vertically integrated basis. You didn't just have mines, they had mines and processing plants. Yeah, yeah. But what happened over like a 30 year period, you saw globally a shift upstream. Yeah. So your BHPs, your REOs, many of these companies, they decided to focus only on mining. Yeah. They saw the Pilbara expand capacity, they'll just mine and ship it to China, let mm-hmm. China process it. Mm-hmm. It left a number, that kind of uh, migration left a number of facilities, right. downstream facilities, yeah. underutilized in mm-hmm. some instances, you know, not profitable, etc., etc. That is for us the opportunity when we talk brownfield it's can i acquire a facility that is either not being utilized or underutilized and combine it with my resource base and produce vanadium cheaply the acquisition we did of vametco was as a result of that of that strategy we acquired it initially for 16 and a half million dollars in partnership mm-hmm. right it's a plant which just last year uh, delivered 107 million dollars in EBITDA Right, and, and, and it's a low cost producer, and um, it's a plant which we're now scaling up in terms of its production throughput. The same thing when you think of Vancam, we thought, okay, what other plants are out there that we can get our hands on? We've got the resource base to supply them, we've got the logistics infrastructure to link our deposits yeah. with the plants. So, Vancam was the next one, that's why we did Vancam, and between the two of them, we create processing capacity that would have cost us many times over to build on a greenfield basis. Right, okay, so you understand the financial logic there. Yeah. But in terms of a strategy for the business, we, we, you know, we've touched on briefly in terms of what your plans are in terms of the energy space as well, but how do you describe your strategy? I mean, are you kind of logical, methodical, methodical about this, or do you, know, you describe yourself as yes. aggress- aggressively confident about the way you're doing things we we maybe maybe it's part of function of of my upbringing and my 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 learning yeah uh, we tend to be very fact driven right. uh, very analysis driven where's that come from um so your upbringing. I, I studied actuarial science i worked in a firm right. like mckinsey company and that's the sort of stuff that we did Okay. Um, and, and when we decided that Vanadium was a market we're going to focus on, we bought mm-hmm. Vametcor mm-hmm. at a time when Vanadium prices, that's when we agreed the deal, mm-hmm. Vanadium prices were about $13.50, right? And yet, and yet we thought, even if we have to subsidize this plant for another two years, mm-hmm. it would still be worth it. What gave us the conviction was a lot of work that we had done around the market structure. Mm-hmm to come to the conclusion that this is a market in a structural deficit, a deficit that will continue for a while, number two, and number three, a deficit that, quite frankly, to close it, is the opportunity of primary producers who have existing production capacity. And uh, it was hard to convince people, so the deal wasn't easy. 
uh, when but we get it to finance. The, the then owners. No, no, to convince financiers. Financiers, okay. Um, right. But in the end, we, we got it done. And I think we've been proven right in respect of that. Um, another part of our strategy, so, so the brownfield strategy is a very clear strategy that says target brownfield assets and make sure that you invest in them, mm -hmm. you refurbish them as necessary, and you maximize your throughput through them. Second part of it is we realized 90% of the vanadium demand is coming from the steel sector. What are the sources of demand are there? Why don't you tell people about VRFB, which is vanadium redox flow, flow battery. batteries. Yes. So start with that. So What's as the difference between them and lithium ion? Maybe start with that, because I think that's what people understand. Okay. Both of them are batteries, mm -hmm. uh, which means that they store energy, okay? Uh, and you charge them and then you discharge them when you need the energy. Mm -hmm. uh, vanadium redox flow batteries essentially store that energy in vanadium electrolyte. Vanadium is one of those... So it's a kind of li liquid. It's liquid. Yeah. Uh, vanadium can exist in four different oxidation states mm -hmm. and quite stable. Mm -hmm. So the concept of vanadium redox flow battery really is a reversible oxidation and reduction reaction between vanadium in different oxidation states. So right, right. from two plus to three plus, from four plus to five plus. So the charging and the discharging right. is the is the is the movement of ions between these different oxidation states. Right. Uh, what's good about it is that it's one element you're using, so you don't have the risks of cross contamination. Right. Um, secondly, what's good is the fact that the, the way you store the electricity in these tanks, um, you can scale them up in terms of the amount of energy you store by right. just increasing the, the size. size of the okay. tanks without duplicating the entire system. Okay. Right. So they're flexible, they're scalable, they're intrinsically safe. So less risk of fire or overheating. You, you don't, I've never heard of any vanadium battery catching fire. Right. Um, they can operate at fairly robust ranges of temperature, and uh, they are long lifespan. So it's less, very, less very degradation. Basic. No degradation. No degradation. Okay. And, and you can you can run this for twenty years plus. So uses for something like this, you you're talking about the the much um, longer life. Yes. Larger. Yes. Safe. Safer and scalable. And scalable. So different applications to potentially lithium ion. Lithium. Lithium. The advantages are typically yeah. is high energy density and yeah. lithium is, 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 you know, cornered mainly mm. the mobility space, right? You're not going to put a vanadium battery uh, in, in a car, car right? right? Uh, you know, so mobility, your, your, your cell phones, your, your laptops, right? Yeah. That's typically uh, its space. In the stationary, when you talk stationary storage, right. lithium still plays in that space, but it it's, it's typically are in the short duration space, like yeah. frequency regulation, yeah. for example. Once you're going long duration yeah. and long lifespan, that's a space we believe favors vanadium redox flow batteries. Right, so, so how much of uh, a vanadium redox flow battery would be vanadium? <clears throat> What's the, so, what's the potential me, size of this market? Have you me, done any me, work? Yeah, we've done a lot of work. And then, in fact, on our website, we've got a webinar, uh, Energy Storage 101, oh, which does a deep dive what, into the What's the, the URL? Uh, www.bushfoldminerals.com or bushfoldenergy.com. Both websites will give Great. you access to worth that. Worth a view. Okay. Uh, it's worthwhile because uh, it's quite a deep dive into this. 
um, into the applications, you know, of stationary mm. energy storage. So maybe maybe just to explain very very Please. high level, you use um, uh, you know if you've got a utility uh, and your your load uh, your your yeah. your load in a country for energy is not flat. Right. Yeah. You've got peak periods and you've got off-peak sure. periods and you've got another peak periods. You know, in South Africa, for example, typically morning and evening peaks, yeah. afternoon off-peak. Yeah. Um, so how do you design your, your, your generation yeah. to meet that? Typically, you've got what is called base load, yeah. and which is not designed to be at the peak level. Yeah. And then you supplement during the peaking periods with peaking capacity, right? Mm-hmm. And these are typically you know, other gas plants, mm-hmm. old diesel generator plants, etc. What energy storage allows you to do is it can help you to, to, to flatten. In, in off-peak periods, you can store the excess energy yeah. and you can supplement your requirements during peak periods, right? Equally, as you introduce more renewable energy to the grid, mm. you need to smooth that entrance of that, that you know, yes. into the grid. Energy storage can help you with that. Thirdly, in some markets like South Africa, you're generating peak, your peak generation capacity for solar is during the day. Off-peak. Yeah, yeah. If you're able to store that power, you can make it available in a more flexible way yeah. during peak periods. And there are a few other things like, you know, your, your transmission, CapEx, deferral. When you've got, you know, transmission infrastructure, think of it like a highway. Right? If you get a freeway that gets clogged in the morning, and gets clogged in the evening, and you've got mm-hmm. four lanes, you don't build a half a lane. Yeah. If you, yeah. You're going to build two lanes, right, or three mm. lanes, extra lanes. But if that same four-lane freeway during the afternoon is exactly. virtually empty, yeah. Yeah. building an extra two lanes, you know, is not yeah. quite efficient. Yeah. So what if what if you could distribute that traffic Regulate more traffic. regularly during the yeah. during the, the the day? The result of that is that you don't have to build that extra lane. So your capex for transmission expansion, mm. you can push it out more. Mm. So the world over utilities are recognizing the value of stationary energy storage. Mm-hmm. It's so big a market, it's expected by 2027 yeah. to be in the order of 50 plus billion dollars. Globally? Yeah. Globally, okay, right. So You're talking about this. something like 100,000 megawatt hours of new energy storage deployments year right now there'll be different technologies that take a share of that market yeah we estimate that if vanadium flow batteries capture only 10 percent of that market yeah you will need about fifty-five thousand tons of vanadium to support that that's more than 50 percent of okay. last year's total production so that the, but there's ifs and buts in that okay if if being it if it gets that so that vrf uh, b uh, style of battery is, is, mm. is not there yet. Is there, well, you tell me, is what there you, much of a take up? Mean I, mean, I mean, lithium ion, everyone's gearing up lithium ion and there's there's a few other options, you know, that people, people th- focus around lot, that, but yeah. where is this um, designed today? So, so what if I tell you that um, today, the biggest battery installed mm. with more than four, with four plus hours storage, mm-hmm capacity in the world is a vanadium flow battery built by Sumitomo, 60 megawatt hours, 15 megawatts for four hours in Japan. Mm. The the biggest battery being constructed in the world today is mm. 800 megawatt hours, 200 megawatts for four hours storage. Right. It's vanadium redox flow battery being constructed in China. 
It's not a technology that's in a lab. It's a, it's a technology that is in commercial deployment. So these, sorry, these one-off batteries to sort of see what sort of scale they can get to because they are going to rock. You mentioned like some pretty semi-termic big name, a lot of money. So are they planning to roll this out? Are they going to be manufacturers or is this just, like you say... Uh, there, are, there are several companies that are right. manufacturing vanadium flow batteries today. And the point I'm making is that they are in commercial deployment today. They well, need to scale up, of course. Right. Right. But what's going to drive the scale up is more uptake of the variable systems, right? Now, we are seeing signs of that growing momentum. So I'll give you an example. Please. In South Africa, our utility has announced that they're going to be procuring 1,400 megawatt hours of battery right. energy storage. Right. Funded already, right? Have they decided on the technology? That no, it's batteries. Multiple batteries will bid in that space. Right, okay. But it's long duration type. We believe that vanadium batteries have a very strong proposition there, not to mention a strong local content proposition there. Um, the World Bank has announced a program for 17,500 battery energy storage mm -hmm. by 2025 uh, mm -hmm. in low and middle income countries. And they've committed a billion dollars, they'll mobilize another $4 billion towards this. It's a, it's a terrain which will be occupied by multiple technologies. So I'm not saying that this is going to be solely vanadium's terrain. But the numbers I told you, I said, if VRBs were to capture even 10% mm. of that market, this is what it means. The point about it is that it's such a big deal for vanadium yeah. that the entire vanadium industry, in my view, should be doing everything they can to support the VRFB opportunity. The technology is there, right. the scale-up is what is required, and what we did in setting up Bushwood Energy is precisely to drive that uh, going forward. Well, well, I guess you've adapted your strategy since 2012 to understand what, what's coming down the line, but you're, what you're saying is you think there's a big bet to be made on the, that battery technology. We think technology. there's a big low-risk bet. Let me tell okay. you why low-risk. Because our demand is anchored in steel-making. Yes. If batteries never existed, we still have a fantastic story anchored in supplying to the steel market with a low production cost basis. For sure. Right? Two, it's low risk because the capital expenditure required to play in that space mm. is much, much smaller relative to the capital expenditure incurred in building mines and processing infrastructure. I'll give you an example mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. To build a processing uh, a chemicals uh, electrolyte manufacturing plant capable of delivering 200 megawatt hours worth of electrolyte a year. That will cost us $10 million. Debt equity included $10 million mm -hmm. to build, and that will use about 1,100 metric tons of vanadium. Okay, To build a mine and a plant that supplies 1,100 tons of vanadium, if I just do a ratio, simple ratio, okay. You're talking about a hundred million dollars. So That's the capital intensity down there is very, very low. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you take that into account, for us as a company, it's a no-brainer to say, let's do everything we can to support this emerging industry, which is not only, which is not only attractive for its demand strengthening proposition. Mm. Commercially, mm. we think it's potentially 10 times as big 
as the commodity market. Okay, so tell me, so tell me, because we've got to bring this back to your company, right? So we, we, we're, yeah. we're talking about the market here. So where's Bushveld going to sit in this? What precisely do you do? You've got the vanadium, you've got energy division, we'll call it. Yeah. Where are you, what are you going to be actually doing? So there are two things. The okay. first one is Bushveld vanadium, which is uh, developing large resource space, mm. developing processing capacity. We have two. Yeah. Uh, processing plants yeah. produce vanadium, yeah. low cost, high quality, right? Okay. With good margins and cash generation. For capacity. sure, I bought that. Big right. tech. Tick. Second part of it is Bushford Energy, yeah. which is there to promote the vanadium redox flow battery opportunity for Bushford Minerals. There are three things we do there. Mm-hmm. One is we manufacture electrolyte for the industry. Yep. Two is we engage in in, in market development, mm. um, it's project development. What I mean by that is a team of people that understand the energy industry. Mm. These are regulated markets, these are structured markets. You need to know where the structural levers are to unlock them at large scale. Mm-hmm. So it's individuals who know the energy markets. We go, we secure mandates for large scale energy storage deployments. That's the second thing we do. So, for example, we'll be bidding into the ESCOM yeah, yeah, program, it's, right? It's into the World Bank sure. program. Yeah. The third component of the business is partnering with vanadium flow battery companies. That's right. Um, and we don't need to reinvent the wheel there. No. We partner with existing but, but, so break that break that down here, because this, this is yeah. interesting, because this is about the future of your company and the future value of your company is inextricably linked to this if you think the market's going the way it is. So um, I, I get the bidding, but that's that's a real skill. It's it's tough. It's it's hard. But in terms of these JV, these partnerships, linking with ex- existing battery, battery technologies and manufacturers, yeah. Yeah. The, what would that look like for you in, in real terms? Suffice to say, there are several of these companies that have a good product, mm. that have good management teams, that need to solve two things: okay. security of supply or vanadium. Uh, two need to solve for the price volatility of vanadium historically. Two things which we can Does it work on solve a, Would it work on a contract basis in terms of forward, forward purchase? No. No, it would be always spot. Uh, no, we, we've got a solution for that, okay. which I'll talk to. Um, and then they need to scale up, right? So for us, it's a case of saying, let's let's partner with these guys. And, and partnership takes many different forms. and whether it means equity partnerships, whether it means JVs, or whether it means just a simple uh, relationship of supply of electrolyte into their systems. Well, you need certainty too. What they want is very important, but what you need is is important too. Ah, but we can do a lot about that. That's why we've got a project development arm. That's why we go secure okay. the mandates. Right? Okay. So I can come to somebody and say, I've got a, I've got, I've got a pipeline. Let me give you an example. We we're, mm. we're doing a mini grid at our mine. Yeah, uh, okay. Four megawatt hour battery right. with two point five megawatts of solar. Okay. Right? Okay. So for me to go to a battery company and say, I have the opportunity to build yeah. batteries. Yeah. To supply you into, I will supply the vanadium into that. Can you give me a solution? And can we put together a solution which is bankable, uh, which provides a solid business case mm. to to our mine? Mm-hmm. And in the case of the mini grid, the answer is absolutely. And we've had a number of responses from companies and we're in negotiations at the moment. And we are going to appoint somebody and the news of that will we'll publish. That would be interesting. Well, I think there'll be a few other miners knocking on your door at that point. Yeah. 
uh, at least it will yeah. provide a good model that others can can that that combination of solar right. plus storage yeah. can be a viable uh, source to their energy requirements. I had mentioned that it will help them solve for the cost piece and mm. the supply piece. But the question is, how do we do that? Yeah. Um, on the supply side, that's why we're scaling up our production capacity. I mean, mm. you're talking about more than trebling our mm. production from 2,560 last year to about 10,000 metric yeah, tons. Uh, on the cost side, what we try to do is to say, let's take out the, 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 the price risk of vanadium from the uh, CapEx decision that needs to be made about a vanadium flow battery. Mm. And because the vanadium, as we talked earlier on, doesn't degrade over life, yeah. and that at the end of the life I can take it out of the battery without destroying the battery, um, and I can use it in another battery, or I can convert it into fair vanadium and sell it into the steel market, it's got residual value. And that allows us to actually rent the vanadium into battery systems. And they're of such a scale really that, that a single contract can yeah. allow me to deliver enough vanadium and it's secure. And while it's sitting in that battery, it's yeah. earning yield. Yeah. And uh, it's still sitting on your balance sheet. That's fascinating. Um, so we think, we think that by combining innovations like this, yeah. we're able to solve for the two main hurdles um, that vanadium flow batteries may have faced in the past, and we think that is gonna that's gonna support their deployments globally. Well, look, I'm fortunate, and you you spent uh, some time explaining your strategy today to us. I think what I'd also like you to finish off with is, could you just tell the audience, our subscribers, maybe five reasons why they should be thinking about your company as an investment proposition? Uh, five. I got seven. Um, Give us but seven. <laughs> let me get into you quickly. <laughs> the first one is that we have a commodity vanadium with excellent fundamentals. Yep. As I said earlier on, it's in a structural deficit. Its outlook is really solid. Mm -hmm. um, two, we have high quality, high grade primary vanadium resources, the largest primary vanadium resource base mm. um, of anybody. Um, and <coughs> three, we have brownfield processing capacity, yeah. which we've put together, which we're gonna be scaling up, which allow us to hit the kind of production volumes that we're targeting very quickly and much cheaper than it would cost us on a greenfield basis. <clears throat> the fourth point I would mention is that, you know, through the way we've gone about it, we have also acquired and inherited management teams with depth of expertise in vanadium. South Africa has been doing vanadium for decades. So we understand vanadium from a technical point of view. And the fifth point I'll highlight is that we, the integration we have into energy storage, we have an operation that has got a natural hedge. Mm. When, if vanadium prices come down, energy storage solutions that use vanadium become a lot more compelling, right? Mm. And also that gives us access into what we see as a multi-billion dollar market opportunity for the company. Um, then finally, uh, not, not, not finally, uh, second but not least, is, is that we are operating in a South African jurisdiction, the Bushford Complex, which is host to the largest high-grade primary vanadium resource base in the world. And um, with the story that we've put together today, mm. with the growth that we have, our proposition then to shareholders is 
even just on a production growth basis alone, yeah. we've got substantial capital growth ahead. When you look at the downstream integration to the energy storage, that's significant capital growth proposition. Mm. On top of all of that, we believe that being a low-cost producer will be generating sufficient cash mm. to look after our growth and also at some point to start paying a dividend to, to shareholders. So in a nutshell, that's Magic, that's Magical phrase, that. We like that. Yeah. yeah. You got it because well, you're sitting on a little bit of cash at the moment. I think you're looking at building that up. You've um, got, you know, you seem to know where you're going with the, with the company. It's been fascinating listening to you today. Um, thank you very much for coming in. And Thanks I for your time. You soon. Thank you very much for watching our video. We do aim to give you informed and intelligent information with which to make your investment decisions. So if you liked what you just saw, please give us a thumbs up. And if you want to see more insightful, in-depth, honest and unbiased interviews, then please click the subscribe button. So thanks again for watching and we look forward to seeing you again soon.